0: Uh, I'm thankful for him tonight. Uh, one verse of scripture while you're standing tonight. Thank you for being here. I think uh, we've got some visitors tonight. Let's give our visitors a hand while we're we're glad you're here with us on a Wednesday night. And we we like uh, here on Wednesday nights. I love Wednesday nights because it's just a chance to teach and for us to learn out of the Word. And because once we become his and we're born again. We need to know how to live. Paul, you know, just him saying now we walk in newness of life doesn't give us any clue about how to do it. <laughs> You've got to look in God's Word and and listen to what He said and listen to the ministry, uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers that were given. The Scripture said for the perfecting of the saints so that we're not just blown around with every wind of doctrine. God wants us to be, we talked about this a week or so ago, being rooted. And so, uh, But tonight we'll, we'll talk about uh, something that also uh, impacts our life daily. Romans 10 and 17, Paul wrote here, So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So I know I need faith, and I can only get faith from hearing, and I can only hear what I need to hear through His Word. So tonight we're going to talk about hearing and doing. Hearing and doing. Let's pray together right quick just for the word and for our hearts to be ready to receive it tonight. Lord, we love you so much. Thank you for this life-giving word. Thank you for the instruction it brings. Thank you for your precious people that have come into this house tonight. And God, I just ask you to open our hearts and our ears to hear what the Spirit would say, that we could be better and be changed. Lord, be ready to meet you when you come. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise before you're seated. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hearing and doing, definitely not the same things. And often uh, they're, they're done one without the other. Some people do just start doing without listening. That usually ends up in a problem. And some people hear what to do and then don't do it, and that ends up in a problem. In one ear, out the other. Your mom or dad ever tell you that when you was little? They tell you to do something you're so caught up in playing or watching a cartoon or whatever, or just being a kid, and you're like, yeah, whatever. you know. And and they like, didn't I tell you to do this? Uh, it just went in one ear, out the other, didn't it? And that's the way we used to do uh, get corrected sometimes uh, and uh, if, you, know, it's, you can't just hear you gotta do uh, hearing is vital uh, that, don't get me wrong there's not a single one of the uh, five senses that I would want to do without uh, you know, I'm glad I got all of them I'm glad I can smell and taste and see and hear and feel I'm glad I got all my senses working for me right now but uh, the thing about these senses is God gave us these things to help us enjoy everything that he's given us in this life that he created. But hearing is especially valuable because of what we just read. It is tied to our faith. We need to be able to hear what the Spirit says to the church. We need to hear what God is saying to his people because we live by every word that proceeds out of his mouth. I want to hear what God says now, a person who is 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 deaf, they hear as they read. They hear that, so uh, you don't have to actually have sound for that hearing. Uh, but uh, we that do hear know that uh, there that what you do with what you hear impacts your life tremendously every day, and that's uh, part of the. Uh, question or part of the uh, theme of the lesson, like what are you doing with what you hear? Because you can hear a lot and think, man, that's great, and never act on it, and nothing ever happens. What are we doing with what we hear? So faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Uh, hearing is tied to our faith. Romans Uh, Romans, Galatians, and Hebrews tells us that the just shall live by faith. So my life is even tied to what I hear. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Our walk is tied to our hearing. I've I've told you this before that uh, many people use that scripture to say, Well, faith is blind, but faith is not blind. He didn't say it was blind. He said, we just walk by faith, not by sight. So I, I don't have to go by what I see. I can go by what I hear. Like I say, our sight is precious, but even if you can't see, you can follow direction. We've done uh, things like that before, little activities where you would get someone, you would blindfold them, and you would have to tell them, take three steps, stop, turn right, take three steps, and they could get to something. It was just a, you know, a game or something. We would be playing an activity teaching you that. Uh, If you can listen, you can still get to where you're going as long as you do what the voice is telling you to do. It depends on what you do with what you hear. And so uh, the Bible says, he called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Do you remember when you heard the call of the spirit into your life? Well, if you didn't move, nothing happened. But when you moved, something happened. Hello. Hello. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, uh, if I if I was walking along and could not see where I was walking and I was walking toward a big hole in the ground and someone calls my name and says, hey, stop, there's a hole, and I hear it but just keep walking, I'm going to fall. You see, what I do with what I hear is going to really play out in my life. It's going to happen. I know that uh, I've I've used this little example on. And told this little story about my son before, but when he was just about two or three, I was in the kitchen one day. I'd set the iron and the ironing board up, and I was doing something, and I, and I saw him go over there toward the iron. And I said, Don't touch that, it's hot. So he's standing there, and I'm, I turn back around, and I turn around and glance back just in time to see him go. He could avoid that burn if he'd just listened to his daddy. But sometimes you're going to find out things the hard way. And you usually find out the hard way when you don't do what you're told, when you don't do the right thing with what you hear if you ignore the instructions. Our everyday lives are impacted with what we do, with what we hear. When you hear an alarm clock go off in the morning, either you get up or you hit snooze, but your life is impacted by what you do with what you hear. Yeah. If you're going down the road and you're coming toward an intersection, you hear sirens. What are you normally to do? You start slowing down, stop looking because you don't want to come through the intersection at the same time as the fire truck. does it end well for you. So what you do with what you hear matters. It's very simple, isn't it? It's such a simple little easy thing that we think, wow, we should just know that because, you know, we, we we just should, but we just don't. Uh, We just ignore things many times. You know, Think about, this is kind of along the lines, but just let me veer off here for just a second. Many times, you know, one of the worst things we we hear about in Scripture is gossip. The Bible talks about being backbiters and gossips and things like that. And we usually refer to gossip in the context of the one who's talking. But what about the one that hears it? What you do with what you hear. hmm? See, it could die with you. It can either be furthered or it can die. It can grow or it can be stopped, depending on what you do with what you hear. Proverbs 18 and 8 says the words of a talebearer, somebody who has heard something and then goes about to tell it, are his wounds and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Proverbs 17 and 9 says he that covers up a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separates very friends what you do with what you hear not only impacts you, but it can also impact others. That's why what you hear is very valuable and it's very fragile sometimes and it can be very dangerous sometimes if you don't know what to do with what you hear. And in Scripture, what you do with what you hear has always been important. Always. As far back as... Uh, The prophet Ezekiel, God spoke to Ezekiel in uh, Ezekiel 33 and said, I have set you as a watchman on the wall for Israel. He said, and if you see the danger coming and you sound the alarm and they hear it but do nothing, then their blood is on their own head. He said, but if you see it coming and make no sound, and they have no warning, he said, They'll die in their transgression, but you'll be the one who I'll hold accountable because you gave no warning. It's what you do with what you hear. Uh, Adam and Eve, uh, it affected all of creation because of what they did with what they heard. For a time, paradise was wonderful because they were doing the right thing what they heard from God. You can eat of every tree in the garden except that one. And so, as long as they obeyed that, listened, and did that, they were fine. But one day, Eve heard another voice that contradicted the voice of God, contradicted the commandment of God, lied to her, persuaded her, appealed to uh, the lust of her flesh, and told her, You won't die. You'll just be more like God. And so, what she did with what she heard got uh, Adam, her in trouble, Adam in trouble, and then them kicked out of paradise and then mankind is affected for with it because of what they did As the scripture says by the disobedience of one man many were made unrighteous so it what he did with what he heard affected us even today and so we need to remember that it it matters what you hear but it matters what you do with what you hear you don't want to ignore warnings you don't want to ignore, ignore instruction. You want to make sure. What you want to ignore is lies and gossip and talebearing and, and hateful speech and things of that nature. You don't want to be involved with that. You want to flee from those things. But, uh, and, and so, what you do with those things, if you know, cover your ears up, run away, get away from it, tell people to hush. I don't want to hear it, but just what you do with what you hear can change your life forever, it can stamp you. Repeat it one time, and all somebody has to do is say, this is where I heard it, and now you're a gossip. Whether you meant it to be that way or not, you've labeled yourself. you got to be careful with what you do, with what you hear. It will change your life. You know, if somebody told you, hey, I've got this investment, it's a sure deal. And I'm telling you, you're going to just... You can put $100 in it. Next week, you'll have $10,000. It's guaranteed money. I'm telling you, it's there. And you're like, "Ah, I'm really not an investment guy. And you back out of it, and then you see your friend next week. And he's like, man, I talked to so-and-so. He told me to invest $100. Guess what? I just got $10,000. And you're like, man, I should have done something with that. what I heard. You might see somebody tell you, hey, there's a big sale going on down there at the ladies' dress store. Where Where they got shoes and purses and and it's a big sale ninety five percent off and and man you and you heard that and you're just like uh, well I, I really need to wash the dog today so uh but you, you, you i I just don't think i'll go I, I want to watch my shows or something you know you just, whatever um and all of a sudden you see your friends coming back and they posting online i got seventeen dresses for $2, you know, and you're, you're upset because you didn't do nothing with what you heard. And your husband's mad because he's like, we could save money <laughs> had you went. And that's things that we think, well, you know, but we do get uh, insight and advice and instruction like that sometimes. And have you never not missed out on a deal because you just didn't, you, you thought, nah, that can't be right. And then you found out it was, you're like, dog, I should have done that. And, uh, you know, we we do that. Or, you know, somebody tells us, hey, don't waste your money going to that place. I'm telling you, that restaurant is awful. Don't go. you man, I don't know. I'm going to try it out. And you go, and you're like, oh, I just paid $100 for food I wouldn't give to my dog. And you're like, I should have listened. It's what you do with what you hear. But what about more importantly? What about the gospel of Jesus Christ? What you do with what you hear. Because despite popular opinion in the world, it takes more than hearing it to be saved. It takes obeying it to be saved. If you don't believe that, you can look at Romans 10 and 16, 2 Thessalonians 1 and 8, and 1 Peter 4 and 17. I think I might have given you that scripture. Well, the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begins at us, then what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? Not them that heard it, but them that didn't obey it. Hearing it's wonderful because, man, that's the way out. But that's just like somebody telling you, hey, this place is on fire. That door is the way to safety. And You go, okay. And you just stand there until the house burns down. You didn't do anything with the answer to get out. And there's a lot of people, this world is full of people that have heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not any less powerful because Paul said it is the power of God unto salvation. And so the gospel is, has all the power to save us as long as we obey it. That's why the Lord said, go and preach the gospel to the whole world. And them that which believe in it and are baptized shall be saved there's going to be some obedience to the preaching of the word. And, it, and it's even uh, played out in the book of Acts when Philip catches the, the eunuch going across the desert in the chariot. He's reading scripture. He didn't know what he was reading. And so Philip asked him, he said, do you know what you're reading? He said, well, how will I know if somebody don't tell me? And he, So he said, well, let me get up here. and He said, hand me uh, the scroll. And He's reading in Isaiah. And it says, from that point, Peter or Philip preaches Jesus to him. And as they're riding along, they come upon some water, and he said, well, here's some water. What's stopping me from being baptized? Well, what would make make you want to do that? Because that's what I got from you preaching the gospel. He said, well, if you believe, you can. And He said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He said, then you can. And he took him down the water and baptized him. The guy went on his way rejoicing because he knew he had obeyed the gospel. What are we doing with what we hear? You know, the Lord told his disciples, he said, you're going to go preach in the cities. He said, some of them are going to hear you and some are not. He said, if they don't hear you, just turn around and shake the dust of your feet off and go to the next one. If they're not going to do anything with it, you did your part by telling them what you do with what you hear matters. And so I, I, I want to, uh, you know, uh, not obey. I don't want to do nothing with what I've heard. How many people or how many times maybe early in your life did you hear somebody talking about the Lord but you just turned it off? You weren't ready for that yet. I'm, I'm living my life. I'm young. I'm doing my thing. It's, it's not my scene yet, whatever. You know, but uh, until you realize I need him, now what do I do? Not, not just what do I hear because a lot of people would say, oh, I've heard of him. I've heard of Jesus. I heard that he died for my sins. But what do I do? How do I pray? What do I I need to do? And so we help people to understand that you obey the gospel. The gospel, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, death is repentance, burial is baptism, resurrection is being filled with the Holy Ghost. Either way, what you do with what you hear makes a difference in your life. It impacts your life tremendously. Could impact it for eternity. Matthew chapter 7 in verse 24 This is how serious it was. Jesus said, if you want your life to be good, he said, therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and doeth them, not just hears, and you would think if I heard the words of Jesus, I'm covered. He said, you got to hear my words and do them. I will liken him to a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came. The wind blew, beat on that house, and it fell not. Or it was founded upon a rock. That's 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 a good house. You hear and you do. But everyone that hears these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man. The Bible says a fool has said in his heart, There is no God. He said, He's like a godless man. He built his house upon the sand, the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat on that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And so uh I don't want to just be a hearer only. I want to be a doer of the word because the word is precious. The word is life-giving. We live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It, it's illumination. The One writer said it's a lamp under my path. It's a light under my feet. It's, it gives me illumination. It's, uh, it gives me understanding. It, it teaches me. It, it comforts me. It feeds me. It helps me. I'm sorry, let me jump a page here. So in the scripture, many many people, their lives were shaped and formed and they became figures in scripture because of what they did with what they heard. And some people who had maybe not so great lives and didn't live such great lives their lives were completely changed and altered forever because of what they did with what they heard now if you're just reading through scripture you'll come upon Israel going into the promised land as they get to Jericho there is a woman there by the name of Rahab in Joshua chapter 2 in verses 10 and 11 it says i think did i give you those scriptures I'm looking down, I can't, tell, I can't remember if I did or not, but in Joshua chapter 2 verses 10 and 11, I may have not wrote those down. If not, I'll turn to them right quick. Joshua 2 and 10 and 11, here's what Rahab said to the spies uh, in, uh, when the spies from Israel came into the city. She said, "This whole city, she said, if we have heard, We heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you, and when you came out of Egypt, and what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sion and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt, and neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you, for the Lord your God, He is God in heaven above and earth beneath. She heard this. What did she do? She heard about who God was, who this people was. She hid those spies. She made a deal for her life and for her family's life and it changed her destiny forever and put her in the lineage of Jesus. When you read in in Matthew chapter 1, you'll find her name in the lineage of Jesus because of what she did with what she heard. And she no longer had to live the life that she was living. She, she was married, she had children, she had a family, but it saved her, it saved her household because of what she did with what she heard. Can you hear what I'm saying to you today? <laughs> Do you hear, hear what I'm telling you? And that if we would just start doing what we hear. Uh, in Hebrews 11:31, and 31, it, it, it talks about Rahab and it says that Rahab perished not. She saved her life by doing something with what she had heard. You know, she had to have faith. She had to believe that this God was was real, that these people were the children of God, that God was coming to that place to give this land to Israel. She believed all that. She had heard it. She believed it. Faith comes by hearing. And that's, that's the part. Faith comes by hearing. You see, you can have faith and it not profits you. That's the Bible. Faith without works is dead. In other words, faith without doing anything is nothing. Well, how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. You can hear about Jesus, believe in Jesus, and then do nothing about it. There were people in the time that he walked the earth that believed on him, but they would not do anything about it because they were afraid of the Jews. They were scared of the councils. They were afraid of the Pharisees. They, they, they would not openly admit they really believed he was somebody. They, they believed the miracles he was doing. They believed he said, who he said he was. They liked his preaching or his teaching. They said they would not confess him because they were afraid of the Jews. So they had faith, and it didn't profit them anything. The scripture says that even the gospel was preached to the Jews, but it did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith. They didn't do anything. Faith without works is dead being alone. There has to be obedience with faith for it to work. You can't just say, I believe. It's just like I've said before. You can believe all day long that, hey, the speed limit is 55, but if you go 95, you're acting like you don't. It doesn't matter. You're not obeying the law, the speed limit. You're not doing what it says to do. And you can believe what the Bible says, but not do anything about it. That 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 doctrine of easy easy believism in this world today that just say you believe and you'll be fine. There's no Bible for it. No Bible for it. And, uh, and so we we we've got to be obedient to the Word of God. The scripture says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. And so we need to be obedient to God's word because what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel of Christ? I want to make sure I'm doing the right things with what I hear. Oh, you hear what I'm saying, ain't you? You got it tonight. Listen, and so... Uh, Throughout the scripture, great miracles that we saw, a lot of them happened because of what they heard. The woman with the issue of blood, Mark 5 and 27. And when she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind him and touched his garment. When she heard that Jesus was coming, what did she do? She didn't sit at home. She didn't wait around. She pressed through the crowd to touch the hem of his garment. In uh, Mark 10, 47 and 48, uh, Bartimaeus, it says, if when Bartimaeus, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth that was coming down the road, he said, oh, that's nice. We'll stay on my phone. No. He said, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many of them said, hey, charge him, hold your peace. But he just cried out the more great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And the rest of the story says, and then Jesus stopped and said, what will you have me do, Lord, that I might receive my sight? And the Lord healed his eyes and he received his sight because of what he did with what he heard. There's a centurion that had a servant that was sick at home, and Luke 7 and 3 says, and when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. He said, I'm not just going to sit around and do nothing. I heard that there's a man that can heal. I heard there was a deliverer. Well, man, let me tell you, I I heard that there was a, a lamb of God that could wash away my sins. I heard that there was a way to get ready for heaven. I heard that there was a Holy Ghost that could live down inside of me. And, and I didn't just sit around and say, well, if it's real, it'll jump on me. Oh man, I, I made my way to the altar. I, I, I got up said, baptize me tonight. I, I did some things with what I heard. And, and friend, that was over 30 years ago and I ain't never looked back. I'm telling you, what you do with what you hear can impact your life forever and the lives of others. This is not to pat... Me on the back. But a lot of you in here, I baptized in Jesus' name. A lot of you, I was right there when you prayed through the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And if I had not done with anything with what I heard back in 1993, where might you be today? Hello. You see, what I did and what others have done with what they heard has impacted others. What Amber did with what she heard got her. Her, her husband, this, this row of people right here sitting here to, and behind all these people, that young lady that come from the Dollar General got the Holy Ghost Monday night because of what she did with what she heard. It matters. It'll change your life forever. Oh, you know, some people say, I just, I just, I just want to sit and listen. Well, I want to listen. I want to hear the Lord, but I want to do something with what he's telling me. You know, I, lead me, Lord. I'll follow. Give me some direction. I'll go. Tell me what to say. I'll say it. Tell me what to do. I'll do it. I don't want to just uh, sit around and, and wait for you to show back up one day. I, I want to do something with what I've heard. Peter heard Jesus say the, this one word when he was walking on the water. Come. And one word, and Peter stepped out of the boat. And because of what he did, just hearing one word from the Lord, he started walking on the stuff that could drown you. Come on, somebody. He was walking on top of blessings. He he was walking on the waves. He, He had water under his feet. He was walking in places that nobody had ever walked before. He was doing something that nobody else but the Lord had ever done before. And it was simply because of what he did with one word. Everything the disciples saw and learned and experienced was because of their obedience, what they did with two words, follow me. The Lord said, follow me. And they didn't go back to fishing, dropped their nets, left everything behind and started following him, changed their lives forever, made them who they were, made them fishers of men. It changed their lives forever. He said, follow me and I will make you. But if you stay here, you'll just be the same. Oh, but if you'll follow him, if you'll hear that voice, you'll hear him crying out. Hey, Lazarus, come forth. And because Lazarus heard his name break through the dark depths of of death itself, Lazarus rose from the dead and walked out of that tomb. What you do with what you hear. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What are we doing With what we hear. What are we doing with what we hear? Uh, I I referenced this earlier, but if you go to James chapter 1 and verses uh, 21 and 22, he said, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and then receive with meekness the engrafted word. How do you receive the word? Well, you hear it. You receive the words through the preaching. Through them preaching, uh, faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes from the word of God. It asks the question in Romans 10, how can they hear without a preacher? Somebody's got to be saying these things. And so he said, in this word, it's able to save your souls. But then he gives a little warning. He says, but I don't want you to think just receiving it's all." He said, be doers of the word that you receive and not hearers only deceiving your own self. you fool yourself into thinking everything's all right by just reading it. You got to receive it and then you got to do it. You got to obey it. It, it, When you read it, you go, whoo, that sounds good. How many people had read about people getting baptized. I heard someone talking about people being baptized. You thought, that sounds pretty good. But when you come out of that water and you felt that sin just lay off your soul and you're like, whoo. How many felt it when you come out of the water? And now you realize, oh, man, look what happened because I did something with what I heard. All this time, I thought it was just maybe you could do it or maybe not do it. But woo! When I did it, I felt it. I felt the cleansing. I felt the the, the years of sin and shame just wash off of me and, and stay down in that water grave. But uh, I, I realized there's something to it because I did something with what I heard. It'll change you. It, it, it changed the world because people began to do. With what they heard. You can come to the music tonight, darling. Before Jesus left the earth, he talked with his disciples, those that were close to him. And you read the Great Commission, what it's called. You read it in Matthew, uh, Mark, and Luke. And, um, and even uh, he talks to Peter about the things he would do. He'll, Peter, if you love me, oh, you know I love you, Lord, then feed my sheep, do something. But he told his disciples in Luke chapter 24, he said, Now go and preach repentance and remission of sin in my name, beginning at Jerusalem. And So they did. They went and they tarried in Jerusalem. The Holy Ghost was poured out on 120 in an upper room. People thought they were drunk with new wine that... uh, Something weird was going on. They didn't know, but Peter stood up and told them, said, no, this is that. The prophet Joel spoke. that in the last day, said the Lord, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He began to tell them those things. And these things were happening because they were doing with what they heard. Jesus said, go and tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Well, there was about 500 heard that statement, but only 120 show up in the upper room. Could have been 500 there that day. But about 380 of them said, we're satisfied. I was talking to somebody about this last night. I said, you know, the scripture says he let them out and then he blessed them. And then he was ascended up. So about 380 was satisfied with just a blessing. But 120 said, I'll go get what he's got for me. I want the promise. I want more than a blessing. I want the promise. And so they go and they make their way to Jerusalem and of course they're filled with the Spirit just like he said they would be because of what they did with what they heard. But part of Peter's message is this as he's preaching to Israel, devout men, it said, from every nation preaching to these, these Jewish people. In Acts 2 and 36, he said, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus who you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And they said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What can we do with what we just heard? You just told us we crucified the Lord. What can we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call and with many other words did he testify and exhort saying save yourself from this or- untoward generation then they that gladly received his word they heard it they received it were baptized They heard it and then they did something about it. So see, Jesus wasn't just kidding around when he said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He said, then they that gladly received his word were baptized and the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Wow. Look what happened because somebody did something with what they heard. It'll impact your life forever. Peter, they said, what can we do? Peter told them what to do. They said, okay, we got it. We received that. We hear that. But we're not just going, okay, we, we heard what you said and then just go home. They went to the water. When they heard Jesus preach the gospel preached, they went to the water. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you uh, it it matters what you do with what you hear it'll affect your life forever so we gotta gotta remember that uh, the the word of the Lord is not just there to take up space it means something, There's, there's something for us if when we hear the gospel, you can stand with me tonight when you hear the gospel when you hear that Jesus Christ the son of God came and walked this earth lived his life, died for your sins, shed his blood so you could be washed whiter than snow. He was buried, but he rose again in three days. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And then he ascended to his Father in heaven. He went to glory. And then about 50 days later, he sent the Holy Ghost and it filled all those that were ready for it ready to receive it cuz he said they that believe on me should receive it for the promises unto you and your children everybody when you believe in Jesus what are you going to do with that what you going to do with it because it's for you and you can say that's a good story but you got to think it's more than a story our part in this, in Acts 2, 38, is repent and bat, repentance and baptism. That's what we do. You can't steal the Holy Ghost from God. You can't take it from Him. Nobody, no man on earth can give it to you. When you do your part, God will do His. And so we even, even after we're filled with the Holy Ghost, when God does His part, it, sometimes he, he goes ahead and beats you to the punch. He filled Cornelius in his house in Acts chapter 10, They believed what Peter preached. While he was preaching the gospel, he said while he was preaching Jesus, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost began to speak with other tongues. And Peter said, well, they received the Holy Ghost just like we have. He said, who can forbid water that these should be baptized? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord, and they were. Because you still gotta do what you gotta do. And so tonight, I'm just gonna open the altars up for a moment.